hope the ship never rains. Rate and review, download to email us at email you. different because why because i'm fat is that why okay now you're making fun of fat americans an abnormally small penis <laughs> do you think a fat american is a status like people call themselves like african-american and and other things like that do you think fat american could be a status it should be i think people should look up to fat people in japan fat is beautiful is it though you're, so you're talking about sumo wrestlers right yes Okay, so you really think that they look at sumo wrestlers and they look at these humongous piles of lard in a diaper and you're telling me that they call this, oh, this is a beautiful. Oh, you're so beautiful. <laughs> uh, and the culture is awesome. I, I mean, the Japanese culture is fantastic. We had a friend um, who we know forever whose dad was, is obsessed with the Japanese culture, but I can see why. There's a lot of great parts about the Japanese culture, the food, the people, the... The subservient women. I, that's that's goal number one. I mean, to me, if we can get every woman to be like that, that'd be wonderful. But <laughs> <laughs> I love that. I love that <laughs> you could just be like, okay, Hiroko, I'm going camping with my friends for three weeks. Okay, sir, you come home. I have dinner waiting. <laughs> I mean, I got to ask other Japanese people, but I don't think that looking at huge guys in diapers is, is, is it national pride? Maybe. But then if that's the case, then I should be fucking president. If that were really the case and national pride were fat guy in diaper, I would not only would I do it, but I would expect to be king. And there might be a reason for it, though. Like, is there a reason that everyone there isn't morbidly obese? Because yeah, if to them it's like a status symbol or that it's considered like good looking, why isn't everyone there just fucking gorging themselves like we do here? Because they have self-respect, Andy. Okay? They, they care. Uh, unlike this, this country that smatters itself with anything that's fried and dumped in gravy, nobody has any self-respect for each other in this country. That's the problem. It's the breakdown of self-respect in this country. Nobody has it. It doesn't exist. <laughs> You say that as I sit in a baby pool filled with nacho cheese, smoking a cigarette. Exactly. That's my <laughs> point. That's my point. I've already had dinner, dinner, lunch, brunch, breakfast. breakfast. <laughs> I don't breakfast. know why. <laughs> and, it's, and it's barely 7 a.m. Correct. And I've done all those meals already because I lack the self-respect that's needed to be a person in life. <laughs> just for fun, I tried dipping my banana in my coffee just to see what it would taste like. What is it? What is it going to taste like? It's kind of gross. A banana, coffee banana? Sometimes I like to combine my foods and see what it tastes like. Well, what is happening, Try Not to Laughers? I am Brandon, and with me, as always, is... Greetings, this is Andy. Awesome, and this is the Try Not to Laugh podcast, where we are just two lifelong buddies trying to navigate this crazy world through comedy. <laughs> Thank you for being here. We appreciate all your asses. So thank you. You know, I was at work and I was just thinking to myself, like, is this the best job I have? Is this the worst job that I've ever had? And I started taking a trip down memory lane into what some of my jobs in the past were. Like, what were my experiences? And and were they unique at all? Were they not unique? I don't know. Have you ever had any unique earlier jobs that you can think of? Well, okay. So the first one I had, First job ever, not the most unique job. I, I feel like I share this experience with many, many people, and that was at McDonald's. Oh. That was very short-lived also. I, I kind of set uh, set the bar pretty low for myself at a young age. So when I started at McDonald's, I think I was like 15 going on 16. Oh. Um, so I didn't even have working papers yet, but they hired me. <laughs> I remember I worked there for less than a week. They didn't know what to do with me. They were just like, oh, this fucking guy's not good at anything. So <laughs> I remember like my first day there, they were just like, um, try this. And like, I would try something like I would tr like I couldn't work the register. And they were just like, well, come back here and, you know, do the burgers. And like I went in the back and all the burgers were coming out raw. And they were just like, you know what? <laughs> Go clean the dining area. So I started mopping and this was in the summertime. So it was so hot. 
I started sweating through my shirt. And this is back when McDonald's had like these light blue, light blue. Uh, right. shirts. Oh yeah, oh yeah. Oh, and yeah. all of a sudden, like my whole back is soaked, and it started to look really gross. And I'm like sweating on customers. Uh, so they were just, they were just like, uh, you know what? Just, just go home for the day. We're good. We're, we're not that busy. I didn't put two and two together at the time. But then the funny thing was, I guess the following Friday would have been payday. And I told him uh, after that that I just I didn't want to come back. And they owed me 100 bucks. So I came back the following Friday to collect my check. And I remember the, the manager was like this, this stubby guy named Sam. And he's like, you remember him? I'll tell you so, after, but we, we worked at the same place with the same manager, but go on. <laughs> right. So I came back the following Friday. And he's, he's looking through all the checks in his office. He's like, you know what? I don't see yours. Um, he goes, come back next Friday. Okay. So I come back the following Friday, still no check. I come back again the following Friday, still no check. And I'm like, come on, dude. Like, it's 100 bucks. It's fucking McDonald's. You make that in two minutes. So he's like, yeah, it's, it's not up to me. I don't print the checks. Come back next Friday. Okay. How many OKs did I, I gotta hear? How many OKs you We're got? We're up to what you? four now. So this four is like we, a bad. Four weeks go like by. Skit. Four weeks go by. <laughs> yeah. Nothing's happening. They're not paying me. So I come home and I tell my dad what happened. And my dad, being a big angry Russian dude, of course, he's like, "Okay, get in the car." <laughs> so we drive down there. And we walk in, and my dad's like, "Okay, who is it?" And I point to Sam. He's like behind the register helping a customer. My dad walks up to him, walks behind the register, and he goes, come with me. And <laughs> my dad walks into the guy's office, and the guy walks in behind him, and my dad closes the door. Okay, <laughs> this, is, this is the moment, the Russian mom moment. I love Absolutely. it. Absolutely. <laughs> Two minutes later, he opens up the door. Sam comes walking out, pale as a ghost, hands me $100 in cash. <laughs> and goes i'm sorry for the inconvenience so we leave i'm counting my money walking out the door and uh we get in the car you're like the back kid with the lollipop <laughs> your parents just got to that huge lollipop and you're licking it while your parents are so i'm like we're driving away i'm like what'd you say to him he's like listen sam i am from brooklyn okay brighton beach do you know what this means <laughs> and he's like yes sir i know what it means and he's like okay good you pay my son now and he goes but i don't have a check for him he goes what is in the safe so he's like oh i don't have much in there and he's like you have hundred dollar you give him now so he went in the safe took out a hundred bucks i don't know how he justified it or who that's you know, crazy how do you justify i was gonna say how would you even justify that yeah and um that was it just paid me the hundred bucks in cash and i left uh, you know, I'm not surprised. Sam, that spineless fuck. It's funny because I was going to tell you my first story, but I might as well get into McDonald's also. I, too, worked at McDonald's as my second job ever. I had a kind of a different experience. I was actually there over a year. Do you believe that? It was just really funny how McDonald's became like this little village and you know which people were good at what. Like... You know that like the white people were going to go to register and you just knew the Spanish people were sitting in the back making the food and that's it. And they were <laughs> never going there. And you knew they did not have their papers. You knew they were undocumented because they didn't speak any English. I had to learn Spanish to, <laughs> to work at McDonald's. I had to learn like, and we're not talking remedial Spanish. I was like, oh, hola, you know, que tal, como esta, queso con besteca. I speaking like full-on Spanish. It was crazy. I was I could have went to Mexico and I could have I could have ran a business from Mexico. But it was interesting. We had some of our the most like idiotic friends. We had some some of the friends were responsible, but some of the other friends, I'll never forget this kid. He actually um you were allowed one item to like one item to eat, then a snack and then a drink, right? This kid would take a do you remember the uh the ice cream what the hell was it called where you would put it in this ice cream uh machine uh and and it would make ice cream do you remember that by any chance Not a mcflurry the, that's it a mcflurry thank you so the the kid would take see there were certain sizes for mcflurries and you had you know small medium large whatever this kid would go to the like the biggest cup size that you would get for uh soda and you know that soda, they wanted to sell a fucking toilet filled with soda to you uh, because the profit is insane. 
So this kid would take the biggest go size of like when you, you had to ask people, hey, do you want to like upsize that or whatever the hell it was called? But he would take whatever that most humongous cuff is, fill it with a McFlurry. So think of a 48-ounce <laughs> McFlurry. And he would eat the whole goddamn thing. Are we talking about Ruby? Uh, Ruby? Yeah, Ruby. Rubenstein. No, it was not oh, Rubenstein. Because he, he used to do that kind of shit too when I worked there. He used to make a sandwich called the Ruby. And this thing was like a Big Mac. Basically, every other kind of sandwich that McDonald's makes, he had them all stacked. Like the only thing you can even hold them together with was like a dagger. And he used to call it the Ruby. You know, that's funny because you think that's anything. I I worked with a guy who was – he was actually really in shape. He was really strong actually. We used to call it the Booger. And he used to (laughs) – and I'm not naming who his name is. He would actually take four quarter pounders. And put four quarter pounders together on one bun. And then he would just eat it in front of us. And this kid was not fat at all. I mean, we're talking like in shape, lean muscle. I don't know how the hell he was able to do that. I was so fucking shocked at this. Because like I was like, jealous. I, I was jealous. Let's be honest. If I looked at that, my ass got fatter. Like the button popped off. <laughs> even if I just, as I was looking at it, like not even eating it. But so we both had our McDonald's experiences. Believe it or not, going back to my first job, my job was to take the most undesirable parts out of chickens. Okay, so this guy was able to get chickens at a good price, but the catch was the only thing that they would do is take the feathers off. That's it. Kill it, take the feathers off. Everything else was up to you. So you literally, it would come in and they would teach me how to take like the gizzards off and these little purple, there's like, I don't know if you know this, there is a little purple uh, thing in a, in a chicken. And I don't know, I forgot what the hell it's called, but I started being almost like a veterinarian where I learned all these parts. (laughs) Now I forgot them. But I took like, think about taking with like your hands, you had gloves, I had gloves on, but I would be like, almost like mortal combat at the end when you had like scorpion took the spine out of uh, his opponent. I basically finish him. Finish, finish chicken. You know? <laughs> <laughs> That's so gross. So, but to this day, I could take a chicken and I could just rip it apart with my bare hands and just not even think about it just because of all those times. That was when I was 14 years old and I got $4.15 an hour. <laughs> $4.15. That's crazy. And I was like, I was like, can I get can I get Therese? I started, I started being like, not American. All of a sudden, you, you grow a little mustache. <laughs> and and when I asked for a raise, you fired me. All I asked for was a little more. Awesome. <laughs> uh, I worked with a bunch of friends at Pathmark, which is a supermarket. Yeah, um, I remember the path, the old Pathmark guy. Yeah, yeah I remember. Yeah, that. and um, so I worked there, again, not very long. All my friends outlasted me. I was there for maybe two weeks. But I hung out there every day afterwards. So everyone else stayed. Like I had friends who like became managers of the dairy department and shit. And like I would just go hang out there. So like my experience working there was minimal. It was basically just me at the register having to take an emergency shit every 20 minutes. So like I was just a terrible cashier. You're wondering why the pattern happens that you're into a place for not more than two weeks. Just shitting every 20 minutes. I think that's what it was. But it's not like I have IBS or anything. I just eat a lot. Your fat fuck syndrome. <laughs> but like <laughs> afterwards, afterwards, like I, I enjoyed it so much more when I wasn't working there because I was, I was always going there to hang out. Like we would steal VHS tapes and um, like, cause we figured out the whole system. We knew the security system there and the security guard knew us. He didn't really give a shit what we did. So we knew where all the cameras were. I remember we would go in there in the evening, like when the managers would leave and security would just be hanging out half the time he's asleep. So we knew kind of what angle of the dock you can throw shit out by the trucking area and you're not going to be on camera. So we just started taking everything. And I remember one time we realized like how much we can really get away with. So it was a hot August day and uh, me and my friend went in there and they have those big inflatable pools. They were like five foot by 10 foot. And I walked in and I grabbed the pool, grabbed the pump. (laughs) My friend grabbed a sandwich. Got and it. we literally just walked out the front door with it. I may have even waved to the security guard and he just waved back. He's wondering if that's going to be a scene from like Free Willy where they just put you in there and they're just wiping you down just to make sure all your sides are 
between. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's bath but we time. used to hang out in the refrigerator, like the big walk-in freezer, because my friend ran the dairy department. So we would just sit in there eating like these mini cheesecakes and just snacks all day long. Nobody said anything. It was amazing. They, they, I, I would guarantee that there were quarters they were down because of your fat asses. Well, I remember there was one job that you had that I loved. Oh, you love that job. That I remember that. I remember that little convenience store. I, I cannot believe that this Indian couple thought they were going to run a convenience store and they were going to hand the keys to how old was I? Maybe sixteen at the time, and they barely. and they thought that nothing was going to happen. That they're, they're crazy. But here's the funny part: it wasn't even me. I didn't do anything. There, no, you were a good worker. No, you're 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 obviously the fucking hamburglar. Obviously, now that I'm now, <laughs> now <laughs> I'm sitting up there helping people at the register, giving them lotto tickets, and all I see is is like milk and you and boxes of stuff would leave that place. We would literally just swing the back door open I know. and a car would pull up and we would just load it up and leave. You guys were basically casing the place during daylight with your friend, <laughs> not telling your friend you were doing this, and then my ass got in trouble for it. Yeah. I saw this woman, Shagusta, used to run. Yep, I'll never, I'll never forget. She's like, stuff is missing. And I'm like, I haven't taken a single thing. And they're no, like, well, we can't. Totally we can't. Innocent. And they're like, well, we can't have you here. <laughs> <laughs> they're like, oh, wow. My, what is it? My, my job as a uh, convenience store kingpin, I guess, has come to an end. You know, I, I, think, I think I'll be okay. But it was your asses. I can't believe that. I, I will tell you my shortest job, Okay. A uh, company called Cutler Lighting. I walked in. They told me what I was going to do. I, I took a look at like the place and, and the job. And 15 minutes later, I leave the place. I get back into the car and jet out. No, I didn't even tell. <laughs> I didn't even tell anybody. Like literally, I just, just. But I, will, but I will tell you, that was the worst job. The best jobs. I will tell you two best jobs that I, that I did have when I was younger. One of them is, I don't know if you remember that I was starting to work at this string of liquor stores. Those were the best jobs. I, every Saturday, they, they would have uh, wines just for you to taste. So basically, anytime that I worked on a Saturday, I would start getting like buzzed. Every single Saturday, I would get buzzed. And, and that's, that's how I started developing my palate for wine, just drinking every Saturday. And I knew that the places were never open on a Sunday. So it was awesome. I knew I was never going to get called on a Sunday. Bad problem though is you start developing a drinking problem, and and you and you start stealing wines, and that was my problem. That's where that's where I started. Uh, the ship started going down. It started sinking real fast. I start. I I too started to realize that I can take wines until I could not. So I'll never forget. So this one liquor store, I was unfortunately taking wines. Not proud of it, but I was, and they it, they. It was a bro two brothers. They owned the liquor store, and they were ex army guys. And I'll never forget. They also they also had a hot daughter. <laughs> That's besides the point. They saw me looking at it like all the time. They I literally was like about to to go to get like more wine, and they like they boxed me in a corner, and they're like, "Listen, we know what the hell you're doing." They're like, "If you don't get the fuck out," and they showed they actually showed one of their old ex army like these guys were batshit crazy. So they showed me one of their ex-army knives. You know how they have those very long uh, knives? And they're like, if you, don't get the, if you don't get the fuck out right now. And yeah. they just like showed me their knife. And I'm like, all right, I'm out of here. But they were fucking crazy. I mean, those guys talk about like ex-war vets that didn't really like the system and, you know, wanted to work around it. They had the, the most degenerates walk in that store. I mean, the degenerates of the degenerates walk into that store. I don't know. I don't think you probably would have never gone in there, but so, but that was liquor store number four. But I just remember liquor stores being the <laughs> best place to best places to work. They were just the greatest. Yeah, my favorite place to work was Dunkin' Donuts. I remember that. I love I, that. I remember walking in when you worked at Dunkin' Donuts, and I would get like dozens of donuts and like Munchkins, and you would charge me like. $3.15. <laughs> yeah, yeah, totally. I mean, because who gives a fuck? They cost nothing. You know what I mean? And you know what? There's a secret. There's a secret you should all know, okay? What? They need to change those donuts out like three times a day. By law. They, they definitely don't. There's no way. No, no, no. They do. That's the oh, thing. They do. They do. And oh, at, some, at some points in the day, especially like in the afternoon, there's an afternoon-evening switch, and they have to throw away all these donuts. 
No way. But so they're, they're still good. They're still good. So, so the fact that, that they're, they're, they're literally selling you their garbage three times a day for like that one hour window is so fucked up to me that like I remember knowing that it was time to switch things over. That's when I would really give the stuff away. I didn't feel bad about it because it's going to go in the trash. So like people come in and like, you know, some people, if I didn't like them, if they had a bad attitude, they can go fuck themselves. You're paying full price. But other people would come in. I'd be like, hey, dude, you want a muffin? And he's like, I, I mean, I wasn't going to buy one. And I'm like, no, 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 it's cool. It's on me. And I would seem like the hero in the situation, but I would, would just give shit away nonstop. And you know what? It, it resulted in some pretty awesome tips. I was going to say, did anybody tip you? All the time. And the cops were the best tippers because I wouldn't charge cops regardless. When they would come in, no matter what time of the day it was or what would always, or mm-hmm. nights, they would come in. They, they can get whatever the hell they wanted as long as it wasn't like the, the Snapple bottles because that's stuff you got to charge for because all that's accounted for. The food isn't. So the food was never accounted for. But Snapple is because, and that's because it's the uh, made from the best stuff on earth. Is that why they're just? Yeah, right. Because Wendy's keeping track of how many bottles we're sending. <laughs> <laughs> Wendy the Snapple lady. I gotta go over your books, okay? I gotta. Well, this you is the inventory. Best. How many fucking Munchkins you you have? Correct. Not paying attention to what's being thrown away. Correct. They're not they're correct. They're idiots. Idiots. Dunkin' Donuts sounds delicious. So the so the question becomes is. How did you not blow up into a blimp at Dunkin' Donuts? Because me, I would have looked like at the end of Dodgeball, I would have looked like Ben Stiller when he's on the couch. Remember, he's eating fried chicken and he's about 400 pounds. If I worked there with that access, I probably would have been uh, rascal bound. So I'm wondering how. I definitely did. Everybody (laughs) who works there does. When I started working there, I must have gained about 15 pounds in the first two weeks. And then it started to kind of taper off. But when I left there, I definitely lost about 10 pounds. Right, from not having access to all that garbage. Right, because you can't even help yourself. Everything's free. Every time you walk past the donuts, you're just like, yeah, I'll grab a munchkin. <laughs> like, if I know the food's there, I have to eat it. Of course. I mean, there's nothing that I won't go past and eat. Nothing. Like, no. Like, a regular breakfast, like, I would always, like, if I worked overnights and I'd be leaving in the morning, a regular breakfast for me was, like, a sausage, egg and cheese and bacon on a croissant, but it would have like four sausage patties on it. And I would, I would oh, take that oh. with like an extra large root beer. And that would be my breakfast for the ride home. Oh, it sounds delicious. Can you make Amazing. me one now? Any chance you go back there? <laughs> make me one at this moment. How do you, how do you think we, uh, how do you think we fare in the real world now? I mean, it's funny because I went from all those jobs to actually working in the media industry. I was, I was at uh, all these different media companies like uh, CBS, Media Edge, and ABC Family, and Tennis Channel, and NBC, and Game Show Network. I, I, so it's, it was so funny how you have these crap jobs and now in the real world. I guess I'm glad I had those experiences. I don't really know how they tie into my adult career now. Because looking back, like, it really, nothing applies. Like, none of that knowledge really applies oh, no. other than maybe some customer service skills. or Correct. Like, or just learning how to deal with the public in general. But Andy, you are wrong. When you give away things at Dunkin' Donuts, think about it like this. You call yourself a philanthropist. So you can take anything and just make it huge. Like, that's what I did. I just, anything I did, I said it to like the nth degree. Oh, I was a customer service rep. Where were you again? McDonald's. But listen, hear me out though, okay? I handled a lot of HR issues. Th- think about this, all right? I got my comedy chops there. <laughs> when I <laughs> when I would when I would be on the register, I finally got on the register. There'd be women who would ask for double uh, whoppers or whatever you call it, like double whatever, uh, double quarter pounders, and then they'd upsize the fries. But then they would get the diet coke. So I said, "Really? On the diet coke? There you go. Now I'm trying to be a weight loss counselor. So think about that. think about that. I'm." <laughs> <laughs> really <laughs> so just that one word really connected with the people i think it really i mean d- just despite the fact that i was fired it it still i think bodes well for what i what i've done you know out there well, that's Sale. the part about comedy you know no matter how <laughs> shitty it is do it for the story oh man me- media media was interesting for me though it was i i was in research but everyone said that i should have been in sales i i would actually always go out with the salespeople, and i was never supposed to but for some reason i would always inject myself yeah i'm gonna be they're gonna need research to sell stuff and i would always go and they would hate it but 
the the best things were the upfronts and the parties. You would meet like these parties were epic. I mean, there were stories about like I mean, it would go industry wide about how drunk people would get or the idiot things they would do, but and how late it would go and what stars you know would be around because stars had to be around you because they were trying to sell their shows to the advertising community. So it's funny. It's where the stars had to like kiss ass and hang out with you and make it like they wanted to be around you when you know they didn't. It was a total chore. But I've got pictures with me with the Big Bang Theory the first year they came out. Um, my favorite one, though, is Tyra Banks three years in a row. And I started getting so angry at Tyra. It, you know, me and Tyra, we just <laughs> fight all the time. But uh, <laughs> we we – Every year I would meet I would meet her and she obviously doesn't care about him, some fat kid, short fat guy. And I was like, I would say after year two, I was like, You remember me, don't you? Like making like she she didn't even talk to me. She wouldn't even approach me. I have my pictures and it's awkward because she wouldn't even let me put her arm like my arm around her. So she did remember you. She remembered how disgusting I was, I think, because the third year I just said, fuck it. And I just tried to get really close to her, like all up in her grill. And she looked nervous and uncomfortable, like as if like a school shooter was was there and looked right <laughs> next to her. It was it was really kind of uh, odd. Like she want like she wouldn't even talk to me at the third year. Her people had to tell me to move it along. Like it was really funny. I just wanted to creep by year three. I just wanted to creep her the fuck out because she was really, <laughs> she is such an annoying bitch. Okay, so Ty, so Tyra Banks, if you're listening to this, yeah, fuck you, Tyra. Yeah, fuck you, Tyra. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> but thinking about jobs now, I think that there were jobs that I would oh I've always wanted to have, but that I would like kind of do it for a day. It's one of those things you always want it, but you don't want to do it too much. So I think I've got some ideas and some of the jobs that I'd like to do, but just for a day. You're not going to be shocked at this. And since it's only for a day, I wanted to get into the wonderful world of porn direction. What I would love to do is be the porn director that makes porn funny. So I want to bring it into a different direction. I want to actually make funny situations and funny scripts. And I can be that guy that like... Um, I could put in like different sound effects. Like the plumber comes in and he's checking the pipes and then and his pipe gets hard and it's a sound like boing. Do you think people would like that, that direction? They want to see the industry go in that direction where it's got some comedy mixed into it, real chuckles in, in porn. I, don't, I mean, I don't see the harm in there being a comical aspect to, to your porn. Um, I don't know how funny I want my porn, but I've never really seen one that's like really slapsticky, like the Dumb and Dumber of porn. I mean, that would be great. Cock and Cocker. We can do, <laughs> <laughs> we can have clowns and do clown porn. Um, we can uh, really, I, I think there's ways that we can make this fun, but still at the end of the day, get two people to bang each other. So I think that I could be the funny porn director. And that that's my first job that I think I'd like. Um, I was thinking surgeon, surgeon, plastic surgery, or, um, you know, yeah, but, maybe brain surgeon, some kind but, of surgeon. What about if you just work on tits? Wouldn't that be something that you would really want to do? Or no, you want to actually be a surgeon. Yeah. I like the idea of just cutting someone open and moving, <laughs> moving stuff around. I don't know. I figured, you know, watch a few uh, YouTube videos in preparation for it and then just go at it. Cut open somebody's leg and just touch the bone. I've never touched a real bone. Well, you've touched the tiny. <laughs> you've touched the tiny bone, but nothing substantial. <laughs> that I touch regularly. <laughs> okay, so what about if you mixed WebMD with it? Because I think if you do the YouTube, that's a good start. I think you mix in WebMD and a little bit of advice from a real doctor, and you throw that all together, and I think you may be ready for a little bit of surgery, like a quick surgery. The, the advice from the doctor, I'm, I'm going to skip that one. The, 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 the WebMD, That's WebMD the could work. <laughs> WebMD maybe could work. I don't know how much information there is on actually healing anything beyond taking an Advil. But I think, um, you know, it'll, I'll definitely be able to put some fear into my uh, patients. That's for sure. You know, it'd be like, well, based on my research, you either have cancer, pink eye, or a runny nose. <laughs> you're, you're the worst doctor. Every day, I could see people pushing past. Doctor, he's been shot. What should we do? You're like, uh, uh, nurse, get the OR. Get me the Advil. 
Uh, why do you need Advil? Um, it's the only thing I know how to do. Just get me Advil. Get me a bottle of Advil. <laughs> Hurry up and clip his toenails. <laughs> Not even close. Um, can I see you as a surgeon? Um, I think we would start out with you as a veterinarian so you don't really go near people because I wouldn't trust you near an actual That's part. fine. I'm happy to cut open a cat and see what's inside him too. You know, meow mix, meow mix, meow mix, please deliver. I mean, you know what's in there. Come on. Um, all right. I got my job, second job. Okay. I want to be a movie producer or financier. So I, I, I feel like that's what, where I would shine. I walk on the set and everyone kisses my ass. And basically all I do is walk around. I sit at craft services all day. I just sit and eat everything that they've got. And, you know. The, the movie, I, my only problem is I think the movie would take way longer with me because I would I would hang out with the stars. I would take them out. Oh, yeah. You're such a distraction. I'm a, I'm a huge distraction. I, I fully admit I'm a massive distraction. I can picture like me, Brad Cooper, and Brad Pitt. And, I, and obviously I'll change my name to Brad because we're going to be called the Brads. Okay? Remember like the Corys? <laughs> yeah. So we're going to be, but except I bring the team way down, but we're going to be the Brads and we just walk around town. And, and basically the only reason why I pay them these oodles of money is because I want to hang out with them. And then I'm watching our big movie at that, you know, that big Chinese theater in LA that you, and I basically like take all the credit. I basically, all I do is sit in the back and I point and I say, I did that. None of you would be here right now if it weren't for me. That's it. Now, do I make a good movie producer then? Yeah, why not? I mean, you're social. You like to gamble. Which, That's right. You know, investing in any movie is a gamble. Correct. Uh, and you love blowjobs. So why not? You're, you'd, oh. be, you'd make a great producer. Yeah, I mean, absolutely. I, we don't do Me Too around here. That's what I tell people right off the bat. Okay, you're going to get harassed. So if you can't deal with the harassment. Sign here. You're offset if you can't deal with me. <laughs> I was thinking I would really enjoy being a door-to-door salesman for a day. Oh, I would hate that so much. But I... if you knew, all right, let's say that's your real life. Right. Fuck. But imagine you knew it was only for a day. How much more fun would you have with it? Oh, you mean, okay. So if I knew I didn't have to have to make a living doing that, then maybe that'd be fun. You do have to get in and out of your car a lot. That's a lot of exercise right I, there. No, no, no. You just... Uh, you, you go to the neighborhood, you park a car at the end of the street, and you hit every house on the block. And then you just circle back around. And every fucking house you show up at, you're either selling like encyclopedias. Andy, this isn't Tupperware. Fucking, this isn't ni- 1982. You just named two things from 1982. Okay. Knives. Again, 88. <laughs> People still use knives. The internet hasn't taken knives away from us yet. Yes, they have. You just literally go on the internet and order fucking knives. <laughs> Nobody's buying. Nobody is going to literally walk up and say, here's a set of knives. And, and a person's not going to think in the back of their head that they're fucking like the Joker from Batman. And that oh, my God. Ridiculous. Light bulb. What? Let me hear it. Door-to-door app salesman. Yeah, no. <laughs> what? Do you mean no? You go up to someone's door with your fucking iPhone in your hand, and uh, you're just like, "Hey, my name's Brandon. Just wanted to, you know, show you this this cool new app. I see that you know you you have such and such car in your driveway. Like, this is the perfect thing for whatever it is. I don't know. I'm not creative. And then you just fucking and you try to sell them this app. And if they're into it, you literally just get them to download it right in that moment. All right. So you're talking a day. I'll, I'm thinking I give you an hour with the, with the ideas that you have. We're not, to, I, I take this down. I take this down for an hour. This is not a job for a day. It's a job for an hour for you. Either way, I'd like to do it. Okay. It's not, listen, something about, you know, going door to door, disturbing people while they're eating dinner, getting to, <laughs> getting to look inside their house. Okay. Now, now that's exciting. So you're saying go at the most inopportune times and bother people. Yeah, no, I'm not, I'm not talking about, you know, 3 p.m. I'm saying, like, I want to show up at 6 a.m. while you're getting ready for work <laughs> or at 6 p.m. when you're just sitting down for dinner. Actually, I will tell you, that is very exciting. I would love to to shoot that to see what people say. When literally, the perfect would be like 6.45. Like, kid, p- parents are trying to get their kids up. They're trying to get them dressed. You're getting them at their most, like, psychotic moment. And you're like, hi, it's me. Do you want an encyclopedia? <laughs> 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 you know what? Forget it. I, I, I'm back to loving the idea. Okay. There you go. I think that'd be great. 
Okay. I knew I could sell you on the idea. Yeah. I, mean, yeah, I am a good salesman. <laughs> there you go. Now we know you're in sales. Uh, I've got one last one, and I think that I think this would be great. I want to be a mascot for a basketball game, like for a basketball team. Uh, right now, I'd be the only white guy on basketball court these days, right off the bat. And to me, getting on trampolines and just jumping up and breaking backboards, it would be amazing. Like I want to be the guy that this is this is pregame that. <laughs> pre-game I'm jumping on trampolines and I'm making sure that I'm dunking and that the whole thing shatters so everyone has to wait so I like let's say first time I do it everyone's like oh very unfortunate accident second time like okay what's this guy doing and third time they're like okay this guy cannot break any more backboards I mean come on like and I would love to watch people like like uh, clean it up, and I'm and I'm sitting there like I'm the baby. Gotta love me, you know. Like- <laughs> as soon as they replace one, you just smash the next one. Yes, just I keep smashing backwards, and they can't play the game. The game calls for seven o'clock. It, it takes till nine thirty just to get the games going. <laughs> they would escort you out of that building so fast. Oh, it would be the greatest. Slowly, I want everyone to just hate me and really yeah, boo me. Yeah, the whole crowd is booing, throwing shit oh. at you. Which is funny because I guess this is the opposite of a mascot. I, I keep talking like I want to be a mascot, which is positive. I, I what would you call that? Like, <laughs> what, what would you? What the fuck is that kind of mascot even dressed? Like you're you're dressed in like you're dressed as Hitler. Like it's like, hey, but, fuck you all. No, I want to be dressed as like what is an animal people can't stand? Like maybe I want to dress as like a humongous sloth. I don't know. I'm trying to oh, think. Oh, of- you should be a mosquito. Yes, you're right on track. I listen. That would be amazing. I'll spend thousands of dollars on the most insanely lookalike mosquito uh, mask and just a six foot tall, three hundred pound mosquito. And I go around to I go around to people in the stands. Awesome. You have a little pin in your hand. You're literally poking holes in people. Oh my god, that would be amazing. You know what? This is great. Uh, uh, what, what team would I play for? The Memphis Mosquitoes? <laughs> That'd be great. I would love to. I would love to create the Memphis I Mosquitoes. Know. I guess in your case, the Denver Chicken Nuggets. <laughs> the Denver Chicken. <laughs> <laughs> I love that. Um, which is funny because we're talking about all these different um, businesses that, and all these different these different jobs we want to do. But I started watching TV, and one of my favorite shows has to do with jobs, actually. Have you ever watched Undercover Boss? I love Undercover Boss. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that about you. Okay. So I remember the first show ever. It was for Waste Management. I don't know if you remember that. Mm-hmm. It, it was for Waste Management. And right after that first show, I was like, they have a hit on their hands. I'm like, this show is amazing. But the difference between their show is they, they're they a big company and they're trying to kind of save their company, right? They're finding out what they did wrong. Yeah, and it's they, a huge company. Everybody's anonymous. Correct. What if we did Undercover Boss for tiny businesses? Yes. How awesome would that be? Like Bob's been trying to clean up the family plumbing business, but the family plumbing business is like the wife's the receptionist, the son goes with him, and everyone fucking knows that Bob is the dad. Like, <laughs> <laughs> So, you know, like you've got Bob and um, his tech is also Bob and he's not been pulling his weight. So Bob comes in, but the only difference is, is he has like a tiny little mustache. <laughs> and they're like, they're like, oh, hi, Bob. How are you doing this morning? And he's like, no, I'm not Bob. I'm, I'm Gary. Cut the shit, Bob. So, all right. I'm thinking tiny farm or chicken coop. So family run, everyone knows this chicken coop. I would just love to see these guys fall over one another, like the owner not knowing exactly how to rein in chickens and he's having a tough time. And like you hear that classic song, and he's falling over these chickens. He can't get to any of them. And ultimately, they're like, maybe you shouldn't even own this business. I didn't realize how bad you were that you can't even rein in a chicken. Let's say it's a three person farm. And the other two people realize it right off the bat, obviously. Obviously, yeah. But then they're like, you know what? Let's have some fun with this. (laughs) Today, we're going to inseminate a cow. (laughs) (laughs) Wait, no, right, right. We cow. Wait, uh, we tell them. Did you know that cows always have to get um, jerked off? They they can't do it themselves, and they get really backed up. So you tell me you get the owner to like jerk off a cow? (laughs) Yeah, exactly. You see, that may be a ratings grabber. That I can see. If now we turn it around and we get. The whole point of the small business one is you get the business owner to do ridiculous stuff because everyone's in on it like right away. 
So now the show becomes more of just humiliating the boss instead yeah, like of making the business of better. The boss it's not about making the business cover, better at all. In on it. That's a good idea. I love that idea. Boss thinks that he's coming in to change his business, but really what it's about is a mockumentary and making him do the weirdest shit yeah. on planet Earth. Yeah, because the, there's definitely idea. those points, even in the real show, where uh, like the factory workers will look at each other and they're like, yo, isn't that fucking what's-his-face? And they're like, yeah. But then like, like they yeah. just go along with it. Once of in a while, course. like if it's like if it's a really aggressive owner, like he'll come up to them, he'll be like, look, I know you know. Don't tell anyone. And then that kind of turns into like a long conversation with them. So it's kind of like that, but we're in on it the whole time. Uh, is there a network that would pick this thing up? I mean, CBS is the real undercover boss, but I don't think CBS would be interested in this. I think we got to go lower. What do you think? I beg to differ. You think CBS is still picking this up? Why not take a gamble on this and just say we're trying a different format, but with the same show? I think they sell this one off. I think P. Diddy's network revolt takes this one. <laughs> Who the fuck watches revolt? I don't know. I'm just telling you, it's out there, and P. Diddy has a stake in it. So I, 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 oh wait, does that have to do with music? Wait, maybe I take that back. I don't think Revolt is one. <laughs> <laughs> I think they do music. And now for our last segment, it's our try not to be informed segment where we try and look at news uh, with obviously not a great eye because we don't really get past the the headlines. So, all right, I'm going to go first. I've got a headline here. Tiny hole on smartphone has odd function. People don't think twice about the little hole near this camera on their smartphone, but everyone needs to be aware of its real use. So you hear that, and you know where I'm going with this. It's a tight little hole, isn't it? It's a tight hole in that smartphone. So now I'm thinking that really Apple has upped its game. They don't always, <laughs> they know, they really have upped this game. They know that people watch porn on these things. All right. I call my phone a PPM, a portable porn meter. Okay. I and we all know this. So now they're doing us a favor and they're sticking another hole in there for me. So thank you. I want to thank Apple for for letting Apple suck my dick. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's a brilliant idea. I mean, with all the stuff that's coming out now, like flashlights and like pocket pussies and all these different yes. things, why not turn your phone into one of those? A hundred percent. I mean, think about that. That's one less thing I've got to buy. One less thing I got to worry about. The problem is the cleanup though. And I do have to wonder, did Apple really make that, that, rich exoskeleton um come proof i guess you'd call it that's I mean, apple i'm gonna i'm gonna give them the benefit of the doubt and assume that they did think of that i mean it all it all comes to the same end right <laughs> it's not like any the ending's ever gonna change like you're gonna just all over your phone my concern would be who's calling you while you're using it because if i've got my dick in my phone and then all of a sudden like my mom calls oh god moment very awkward, but if you do call and you do put that on vibrate, now are we talking real, real tool here? And that's that's the question. Do you ask people to call you? Now, how fucking <laughs> twisted would this be if, if it starts vibrating? It feels good. Mom's calling and you're like, you know oh, what? Turn your I'm phone not. away. Fuck it from behind. Oh, I'm not touching that. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just looking at the back of my phone case at that point. <laughs> not even going there. <laughs> All, right. All right. What you got? Woman claims to be her own daughter to try to evade arrest. So, so she thinks that she's going to pawn herself off as her daughter. So let's say even if she had her daughter at 20, you, you know, and, and like the daughter's like 16, let's just say, right. Yeah. And you're she's 36. She really thinks she's going to look like a 16 year old. Then no one's going to realize this shit. <sighs> There's a picture of her too. She's pretty fucking crazy looking like painted on eyebrows, big hair. Like this is oh, no God. 16 year old. No, no. That, well, actually, that sounds like the Tasmanian devil with makeup from what you're talking to me about. <laughs> yeah, pretty much. I think it would be funny. I give her credit for trying. But if I were in that situation and I was like, um, yeah, I give my son's name and then they look into it and they're like, all right, we looked up uh, this social security number. It says you're eight. <laughs> <laughs> Wait. Wait, you're saying you give credit, but that's got to be the worst parenting I've ever heard. You're throwing your kid under a bus so that you don't get arrested? Isn't that the opposite of what parents should do? Shouldn't parents be protecting their kids? And you're saying, no. There's plenty of <laughs> shitty parents out there. I've heard of parents using their kids' social security numbers to fucking to get credit cards. Then they destroy their kids' credit. How's this any different? Oh, I can't believe that. No more Amex for baby Johnny until he's 25. <laughs> I mean, on the opposite side of the spectrum, I've also heard of parents who get credit cards in their kids' names to build up their credit, which I think is Correct. fucking brilliant. I think that that's is an awesome brilliant. idea. 
Terminator is brilliant. But what if you put all your Adam and Eve stuff on it? Is that odd? I guess <laughs> if, if, if all that information is being stored somewhere and that's how they determine whether or not they're going to sell you this house or give you the loan for this car, they're like, I don't know. I mean, every purchase he's ever made was for some form of like masturbatory, you know, something. <laughs> I don't I don't think they go too deep. As long as you pay it back, I think you're getting a high score. Oh, anyway. I go deep. uh i like that one good one uh my next one filthy tables and foul smells the nastiest fast food these are the worst fast food chains in america the messy scene and the horrendous odors go along with the disgusting food all right it does look the food looks bad i mean i should be clicking on this to see how gross this thing is don't you think don't do it Never, we never get into it. <laughs> so, so question is, what do we think in these worst chains are? These disgusting. I mean, I, I'm I'm going to go first right off the bat, and I I guess I can never expect them to sponsor this show, but I'm going Sonic. I just think I, I from what I've heard about Sonic, the inside, the people who work there, the grossness on the inside. I'm thinking Sonic. I actually love Sonic. It's, it's it could be messy, and sometimes if you go inside, it's pretty disgusting. That's one of the few bathrooms I won't use. But <laughs> goddamn, those those Chicago dogs are on another level. Are they that good? I think so. Are they are they new Popeye chicken sandwich good? Because I've never had one of those, and now for the first time, I want to go to Popeyes to have a chicken sandwich. And I, I never I'm, used. I'm it. curious to try it too. I haven't had it. No Popeyes in my area. I can't do it. I think one of the one of the other messiest uh, fast foods may be White Castle. Definitely. Yeah. I, that, that was on my list. So I'm with you. I mean, White Castle. I'll never forget the White Castle picture with the a bride, a groom, and their entire crew going to White Castle. Have you ever seen that picture? No, that sounds horrible. Uh, it's disgusting. I mean, think about it. What's, that smell seeps into every one of your clothes. So can you imagine keeping that wedding dress and it smells like like dirty, disgusting like dick hamburgers? <laughs> <laughs> And and it just sits there and it permeates throughout your closet for the rest of your days because she's got to keep that thing that she wore once. Ugh. I'll never forget that picture for all my years. And I think you're right. And I think if we're going to go um, fast food, do we think Burger King? I mean, do we think that's nasty? That's up I don't there. know. That's definitely up there. Yeah. I mean, I got to tell you, the tacos are delicious there. Do you know Burger King has tacos? I've heard of these magical tacos. I haven't had one yet, but I'm willing to try it. When I mean delicious, I mean in a disgusting way. I'm not, this is not like fine. I'm not going to, uh, you know, an authentic Mexican restaurant experience. (laughs) You're not going to be like, holy frijoles, Burger King is great. Yeah, I think those are, I, I, I listen, I don't know. I'm not clicking on this shit. I'm just pontificating here. What do I know? Uh, what you got? Video shows Tesla driver apparently sound asleep zooming down turnpike. Huh. Now, I knew this would happen. When I first, when I heard about these self-driving Teslas, and I'm yeah. not against it. I actually think it's a great idea. And mm-hmm. to be honest, I don't see anything wrong with it either. Because if you're buying a self-driving car, you should be able to do whatever the hell you want in it. I've already seen couples online banging in their self-driving Teslas on the highway. Really? Oh, yeah. That, that, that's actually a thing now? Well, think about it. What else do you do? You're just sitting there like an asshole. Imagine you, you've got a 40-minute commute ahead of you. There's nothing yeah. to do. I'm not a big fan of, uh, of reading, so I'm not going to sit there and just read a book. So you got to do something. Like that, that thing's basically just like a cruising masturbating machine. So you just your your whole thing is th- these companies have spent hundreds of millions of dollars for to perfect autonomous vehicles, and the only thing you can think of is how you can whack it now in a car. <laughs> I try to find any angle in life where I can figure out either where to whack it or how to whack it. Yeah, I guess you're right. This is the this is the thoughts of men. So gals, if you're listening, this is what we think about. This is why we make technology. No, I agree. I think most most technology is based around around either that or what to eat next. Yeah, and and I think the autonomous vehicles are great. I mean, I pictured do you remember the movie Minority Report? Never seen it. Oh, God, do you watch anything good? You're right. That movie's not amazing, but it's pretty good. And one of the scenes in the movies is you see all these different autonomous vehicles. It rides itself. It's on autopilot. And I believe that that we can get there. I think it's a great idea. Eventually, I'd like to see all cars do this. I think it's going to avoid a lot of accidents. And it's going to kind of free you up. You know what I mean? Like people will be able to actually do work on the way to, you know, to and from work. 
like if you need to catch up on emails or do some shit normally imagine like you have a one hour commute you're wasting an you're wasting two hours of your life in your car that day like you could be Absolutely. way more productive just making sure you don't die you know you just that's, that's it. it or you're tired you know you're driving home late at night you just put it on you know autopilot and you're like fuck this i'll wake up when i get home maybe listen i've i was in rockville center many years ago i fell asleep in my car woke up hit a car holy shit so it's it's happened i mean luckily it was at a very low rate of speed thankfully it was uh, you know no one was hurt and it was only at like 20 miles an hour but <laughs> at still two in the afternoon pop is a very tired boy okay (laughs) daddy needs sleepy everywhere but um yeah so i mean stuff like that happens all the time so great for autonomous vehicles okay even though they fell asleep that's the point that's where we're getting at my last edit is uh vintage hygiene tips no longer socially acceptable uh these might have been the top beauty tricks in the past but they definitely won't fly today. And the picture, picture this, it's a sepia tone picture with six women with their legs up in the air. So right off the bat, I'm thinking that they didn't have douches in those days and they're just splashing it up there, if you know what I mean. That's probably not acceptable anymore, I guess, to just splash it up there. Sounds fucking gross. But yeah, I mean, you gotta, uh, you gotta thinking, keep it clean. Are, so I can, I'm not really knocking them for it. Let's see, what other vintage tips? I'm, I'm gonna think, Smack your face with a pancake to get that cakey look. Remember that old cakey look that, pe- that that women had? I'm thinking they probably smacked themselves in the face with a huge pancake, and I bet you that's not a thing. <laughs> I was thinking maybe just drawing a little blood from your finger and using that just to rosy up your cheeks. That's not a bad idea. Or maybe you do that and use the blood as lipstick. Oh, do you think that? Yeah. I'm thinking socially acceptable, lifting it in the air. It's got to be something down there. Um, what What is acceptable these days? I, I don't know. I mean, Very little. No, nothing's acceptable or, or no, that's the problem. Everything's acceptable. Not, not, not to get too down the road, but people used to dress up in suits to go out to uh, plays. Now they wear sweatpants to go to Broadway. <laughs> what about your teeth? Cause that's, that's a big one. And I think way back in the day, like Elizabethan era, like people had really shitty teeth. Oh, um, terrible. What didn't they sometimes have to replace it with wooden teeth? Yeah. Or no? yeah, yeah. Well, actually, I'm Pirates saying the prior, prior to that. <laughs> but like, imagine like it's it's uh, like it's picture day at school and you give your kid like a, uh, a pocket full of Oreos and you're like, make sure you chew these up before you smile for your photo. <laughs> <laughs> well, guys, I want to thank you all for listening to the Try Not to Laugh podcast. My name is Brandon and with me as always is. I'm Andy. And let's see you later. Hope the ship never ends. Rate review, download to email us when you know you